Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Starbucks. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Jim Rosati. Happy Monday. Happy Tuesday, Jim. Happy Tuesday. Yeah. How are you doing this morning? You know what? I'm doing good. I enjoyed the Pirates off day yesterday. You know, sometimes when you're like riding high and you're on a winning streak, sometimes you just want to kind of keep playing baseball. But, you know, I feel like yesterday, I feel like it's like too much. Like it's like that. That video you like to use—it's too much winning. We like needed a break. <laughs> I needed to give my head a break. So it was—it was a good off day yesterday. I'm like recharged, and now we're ready to take on the Dodgers this week. I, I feel like that's probably good for the Pirates. Also, uh, they yeah. played a lot of baseball coming into this, so it's a big series. They come off two sweeps. They probably felt good to just kind of chill out one night. I'm sure they wanted to play also, but their bodies are probably like, you know what? Thank you. And myself, I got some things done yesterday, so it was good for me also. Yeah, I didn't really get anything done. I played a lot of MLB The Show last night, so. Yeah, you're real productive. I knocked out a lot of that, which now, I mean, you're going to have to get it. Tyler got MLB The Show. Me, Tyler, and Cody were all playing MLB The Show last night, so you're going to have to hop hop on board. I'll see. I'll, I'll see. I'm the same way. Like how Geddes talked about. I just I don't I don't want to grind anymore. I do too much when I play a video game. I just want to just space out. Half the time I'm even playing. Half the time you guys are on PS5 and I'm just there talking with you, not even playing. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah. enough of that. Enough of that. Yeah. So we do have a big series coming up with the pa- the Padres, the Dodgers that we'll talk about a little bit. Um, something we want to incorporate also. We'll be transitioning Starbucks a little bit here, using it more to talk about prospects since we don't too much anymore. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's what we're going to do. Yeah. So we can use Starbucks to talk about a lot of the prospects. And uh, so we'll do that today. So I guess let's kick off into that. I think the biggest news among the prospects currently is the fact that Andy Rodriguez pulled on the IL, was sent back to Pittsburgh to get reevaluated. We are told that that was going to happen yesterday. I haven't heard any news yet. I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> yes, Buckle Mike, I did get my chores done yesterday. Yeah, I guess we'll uh, – are we going to make this our single shot? Yeah, let's do that. Good job, producer. Yeah. I'm on these things, I promise. <laughs> no, so um, Andy Rodriguez, he, he left Thursday's game with Indianapolis um, with an apparent arm injury. If you saw the clip, uh, it was a stolen base attempt. He, you know, popped up, made the throw. And you could tell something was wrong when he made the throw. The throw went like halfway to second. It was halfway in between second and third. It was nowhere near the base. Um 
and it, you know, kind of dribbled into the outfield. So uh, he was taken out of the game after that. Um, we're told it's a forearm strain. Um, he flew to Pittsburgh yesterday for more testing. And so I would imagine we hear something about it here. If not today, then, you know, relatively soon, but he has been placed on the seven day IL, which is, you know, the minor league version of, of the injured list. Um, along with Travis Swaggerty, who was put on the list too for an illness, but uh, yeah, Andy Rodriguez, I mean, He's a pretty important prospect for this team. Um, <laughs> right. You know, they, they already lost O'Neill Cruz for a substantial period of time. Um, you really don't want them to lose Andy Rodriguez for a substantial period of time. Hopefully it's just a forearm strain and he can be back in, you know, a week or two weeks, three weeks, however it's going to take to to recover from that. Hopefully it's not anything more, but, you know, we've seen in the past forearm injuries aren't always good and they sometimes lead to other things. So let's just hope that we get some news here soon and hopefully it's uh, of the good variety. I feel like we haven't had a lot of good news when it comes to injuries lately. So let's uh, knock on wood, hope that uh, that Andy is going to be okay because Let's face it, I think we're all kind of banking on him coming up here mid-June-ish, and hopefully this Pirates team is still rolling by that point, and he can come in and and add to that. Right. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, that's one thing you talked about. This lineup is just going to get better once Indy comes up. We know we're on board with Indy making it on opening day. That didn't happen, obviously. It's Like you said, it's probably going to be closer to mid-June, uh, but this could this could make that even more different. So I don't know. I'm with you. Like, hopefully there's there's positive news out of this that, you know, it's just a strain, whatever it might be, take some time to heal. Not going down any potential Tommy John or, you know, worst case scenario, which is kind of what the news has been lately, Jim, like you're saying. So we'll find out. But, um, you know, what I'll say is there's, you know, two pretty top prospects in this in this system, both being catchers. Andy was the one that was ahead, you know, as at this point in time. You expected him to come up, you know, rather quickly. There's another one in the system, Henry Davis, that, you know, last year he had his injuries, right? The injuries caused a lot of poor performance. So you're expecting him to come in this year, get some time, you know, down there to season. There's already ND that he'll come up. So that allows Henry to maybe have, you know, a little more time in the minors than what, you know, you might want to push for. But let's maybe spin into that. Now with this, you know, ND injury, this is all potential right now. Again, it's all lots going to come down on on Andy, the injury itself. Charrington has actually even come out that you know he said that there's no difference, there's no change in his approach and his development. You know until we hear hear further from Andy. But I'll say this, I guess, with the injury, with the potential of you know Henry Davis, you know being a fast track type of prospect, he's performing right now. Uh, he's he had a big game yesterday. Currently, right now, his slash line at 267, 441, 600 slugging, four home runs, four strikeouts, a 192 way to run creative plus. He leads OPS in the Eastern League. Jim Henry Davis. <laughs> Let's talk about him. I know you want to talk about him because you love Henry Davis. 
Yeah, I never uh, never really wavered in my Henry Davis support. I think it was just a matter of like the guy needed to play some baseball games. When he was out there on the field, like the the power is what is really intriguing about Henry Davis, right? I mean, obviously if he can catch and he can stay at catcher, then you know he becomes extremely valuable. But plain and simple, like the Pirates need a right-handed bat like Henry Davis. Like they they need one of those like mashers. Um and then we're now at Henry Davis has a nine, 10, 14, 13 home runs now, 13 home runs in like 82 games. Is that right? 80, 82 games. So yeah, 81 ish. Like, yeah. Like the guy, the guy can hit. Um, so Wait, I didn't do my math right there. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. He has 17 minor league home runs in basically a half of a season worth of games. So the power is legit. The power is real. And I think what you're seeing now, you know, he's he's getting some consistent playing time. I mean, it's only been two weeks, but Donardo, this is like the most playing time he's gotten, like I feel like all his whole career. Um, but yeah, he's absolutely crushing the ball. Um, like you mentioned, a 192 weighted runs created plus. Buckle Mike, I agree he should be doing this in double A. So I don't, I don't know how much longer you can keep him down there, but yeah, he's crushing the ball. He's walking 22% of the time. He has an on-base percentage of 441 and he's slugging 600. Like he is doing exactly what you want to see him do, which is dominate that level. Uh, and when you get to the point where you're dominating double a, you're not too far off from the majors, honestly. Like, so I think, I think Henry Davis, a lot of us were kind of expecting, Hey, maybe, Maybe we don't even see Henry Davis this year. If we do, it might be later. Mm-hmm. Right. If Andy's out for an extended period of time, then then maybe that. Like I know I know uh, Charrington said this doesn't really have an effect on him yet, but I think you're looking at like if Andy's out for an extended period of time, Henry Davis gets bumped up to AAA soon, and then Henry Davis is if he keeps hitting like this, he's on the fast track. You're right. calling Henry Davis up in middle of summer. I'm with you. I mean, a lot depends on him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Andy Rodriguez injury news is going to dictate a lot of that because again, it's like there's no Andy now blocking him. That's the thing. If Andy's performing, Andy's already in AAA. He's going to get the call first, and there's only room for so many catchers, right? So that's why you figured, and you can understand why Henry might be left down there a little bit, even though if he shows he's ready. But if there's no more Andy blocking him, you're going to want to call up a catcher at some point. And if he's playing the way he is, there's no reason to keep him down there. I'm with you. You might see Henry Davis. I'm not going to say flip-flop Andy. I mean, Andy still might be like the better prospect in the eyes of the Pirates and everything. Mm-hmm. But as far as like getting the call sooner or whatnot, you know, he might be taking the Andy Rodriguez footprint and be coming up here in mid-June opposed to Andy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot dictates on the, the Andy news. We'll find out. But Henry Davis is forcing the hand so far as we see. And like Bucko said, Bucko Mike said he should be doing this in, in uh, double A. And it's like, yeah, I agree. It's like how the Pirates, like they should be beat. Like good teams beat bad teams. They're doing what they should. You can't fault him for doing what he should. Mm-hmm. But that demonstrates just how easy it is right now for him in double A. So I'm excited to get him up there soon. Yeah, I mean, he if soon like when when Henry Davis tells the Pirates he's ready for the majors, like shows them that he's ready for the majors. Like he's, I think he's going to get called up. He's, I think he's one of those guys that the organization really values. He's someone that I think, you know, they they want to stick around here for a while. They like his work ethic. They like his his makeup. All that all that stuff. 
you want to get Henry Davis to the majors as soon as you can, but make sure that he's ready. Right. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so far so good for Henry Davis. Uh, like you said, the biggest thing with him was just health. He's healthy now. He's only got hit by the pitch one time so far, Jim, just once. So maybe there is a fundamental change. I'm not sure because spring training it showed that that wasn't the change. That wasn't the uh, the difference. But yeah, so far so good. He's uh, not getting hit. He's just taking out all that on the actual baseball mashing. 460 feet. That third home run of the year went, Jim. Yeah, crushed it. Crushed he it. Looks good. Um, and then some other good news also, like just to kind of move on here. Um, so we don't spend too, too much time on this, but Tamar Johnson also back in game action for yep. low a Bradenton. He came back on Saturday, um, and he played over the weekend. So he's two games in, he's already knocked a couple of hits in, got four RBIs in two games. Um, I don't know how long he's going to be at Bradenton either. I could see him getting a quick, a pretty quick bump to Greensboro as soon as he demonstrates that he can, you know, hit consistently at that level too. But uh, yeah, Tamar Johnson is back. So also really, really good news. I'm with you. I, I agree with, uh, with, with Jeff there. I mean, he just, even though he's young, like he does ooze, like, like just, it's just, just kind of the way he is. It's just a little For sure. Thing. You know, you come to Louisville and you just all right, we're done. You know, the, the school just instills you with really good values. Yeah, okay. We'll talk about Will Will Smith later then, Jim. What our Dodgers preview. But anyways, uh yeah, so all the good things for Tamar Johnson. He had the hamstring injury in spring. He's back healthy. So yeah, he's gonna be a very interesting prospect to watch this year. Obviously, you're hoping for really good stuff. Any other hitters oh. that you want to highlight? One other hitter I just want to make sure everybody is aware of that he exists. We're not going to go too much into him, but he had a really good year last year in the complex league, and he's off to a really hot start in low A Bradenton, and that's uh, Emmanuel Torero. Just okay. keep an eye on him. 20 years old, young guy. Um, he played really well his first year in the, Dia, in the Dominican Summer League. Came to America, looked good last year. He finished the complex league last year with a 330 average, 446 OBP, and a 153 weighted runs created plus. And he's off to a really hot start in Bradenton. Um, 190 weighted runs created plus. He's hitting 353. OBP of 460 and a slugging of 549. So just someone to just keep in the back of your mind. Maybe check some box scores every now and then, see how he's doing. But uh yeah, little little outfielder. Um left-handed and he has done nothing but hit ever since he's arrived in America. So maybe worth just keeping them just, just, just checking on every now and then who knows. There you go. Well, that's what we'll do every week. Yeah. Sounds good. Any other hitter that you want to touch on? I'm, I'm good. I think, uh, I think okay. we're good. Yeah. What's the right, you had, you had in, in mind? No, I just, no, no, we're good. But there's unfortunately there's not a whole lot happening, and the season's young, so that's kind of it what is. it is. But like we could talk about Nick Gonzalez and Travis Swaggerty. Um, you know, they're they're doing okay, both of them. <laughs> but well, more know, Nick Nick yeah. Gonzalez and Swaggerty. But yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into our double shot and talk about some pitchers. Sounds good. <laughs>
So Kent Emanuel. Um, yeah, like for the pitcher side, you know, I, I guess, you know, we can definitely go down like the list and, and talk about, you know, well, Mike Burroughs is also injured. So there's not much to talk about him. Uh, there's Quinn Priester, you know, as far as top prospects, Quinn Priester's coming out to a pretty shaky start again this year. Uh, I don't know. You know, obviously it's what, what three starts for him. You know, I should uh, Priester has three, made four, four starts. Four. Yeah, he's made four starts. Um, 7.80 ERA. The results haven't really been there. But the yeah. FIP is really good. So, like, he's striking batters out. He's not walking them. The BABIP, he's giving up a 422 BABIP right now. Now, some of that you could say, well, this fastball is very hittable. You know, and that's contributing to that. But at the same point, even if you have a somewhat hittable fastball, you shouldn't have a 422 BABIP, right? So right. I, I expect Quinn Priester's results to get better as the season goes along. Like I said, you look at the FIP and the XFIP and the peripherals, and he's really doing everything that you want to see him do. He's striking out 12 per nine. Walks are, are, are not wow. very high. But he's also – yeah, no, I get it. So the, the Ks per nine can be a little misleading if you're playing if you're facing a lot of batters. I get that. Right. <laughs> um, uh, but the I mean, strikeout rate – yeah. Go ahead. Yep. Strikeout rate is twenty seven percent. So, yep. He's really he's doing everything that you want to see from like a if you're if you're digging deep into things. I know I saw him for one of his starts in in Louisville when he faced the you know the faced the bats down here, and it just the, the curveball wasn't very crisp that day. So when his curveball isn't on he's not going to be on like plain and simple when that ball, when his pitches, when his breaking stuff isn't working, he's, he's going to get hit. Like that's how it's going to be. Um, so the spreading stuff needs to work. His next start after that was um, significantly better. Uh, but uh, yeah, just inconsistent so far from Priester. Um, some good games, some bad games. You know, his, he's, he put together two solid starts and put together two duds. So it's his first full season triple A. There's going to be some growing pains. He's still young. He's only 22. He's uh, I don't think there's any reason to get worried about Quinn Priester right now. You would like to see his fastball develop a little bit more and him figure out a way to maybe just, if it's a four seamer, just get that thing up in the zone. If it's down, switch to a two seamer or sinker because like that fastball just, gets hit too hard right, right now. We know he started incorporating that two-seamer. I think last year it was. Mm-hmm. Or it might have been like even the end of 2021 and then into 2022. But, yeah, I'm with you. Um, it's mixed right now. Again, just four starts. But a lot's going to rely on that fastball. Speaking yep. of fastball, Luis Ortiz, he's got one of those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you talk about guys that you, know, you think are – on the fast track, Luis Ortiz could be one of those pitchers, and we saw how how quickly he came up and rose through the system last year. He reached the majors, and boy, was he exciting to, to watch. So a lot of it comes down to him, like developing that third pitch. You know, we're talking of that changeup potentially. So far, so good for him. Twenty three point one innings. He has a two point three one ERA, a zero point nine four WHIP. So kind of the opposite of Quinn Priester. Now his baby up is obviously very very good. Again, the opposite, but yeah. where Priester's giving him a lot of hits. Where his what twelve yeah twelve hits per nine, 
uh, Luis Ortiz only 5.4. Basically, no one's touching him at this point. The strikeouts aren't really there. Again, just four starts for him, 23 innings, but he does have um, 20 strikeouts in those 23.1. But like so far, so good for him. No, he this looks kind of really, what you want to see. He looks good, and he's another guy who I saw um, while while Indianapolis was visiting, and uh, the slider was just completely untouchable. It was so good. Um, and, and that game, he 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 went the first four innings without giving up a hit, and it wasn't that like anything was close. Like he was just dominating batters. Got into a little bit of trouble in the fifth inning. But, you know, at the end of the day, he struck out seven, gave up one run. Like, it was a great start for him. Um, he's looked really good down there this year. The fastball's playing. The slider's playing. Um, you know, I know I know a lot of people are kind of talking about, you know, he needs a third pitch, he needs a third pitch. I don't think he needs a third pitch. I think, um, you know, a third pitch would be nice. Like, don't get me wrong. If he could develop that change up into being, like, a viable option to get out, sure, as opposed to just, like, a show-me change up. But – he is performing very well in AAA. He's be- he's doing better in AAA than he was in AA last year. So, <laughs> yeah, he's he's making that step up that you want to see. Um, he's probably like a, the, with the way this forty man roster is constructed. If something, if they they need a starter, I don't know if they necessarily go to Ortiz because I think there is some service time manipulation going on here too. But he is like the only other starter I think on the forty man. So. Yeah, like he may be just well, the guy. especially with Burroughs. Yeah, yeah, he may just be the guy right now if they need somebody. Um, hopefully, they. I'm sure they really don't want to make that call because they kind of ran into that last year with Contreras, where they had to do the whole up down up down thing with them, and, and that just was dumb. So hopefully, we don't see that again this year. But yeah, so far so good from Luis Ortiz. Right, and the one thing about him. You know, you're talking about the slider looking really good. We know the fastball, and it's like the third pitch he's had to work on, whatever. But, like, look at the two guys we've been talking about recently and, like, their successes, Rowanzi and Vince Velasquez. The very Now, Luis Ortiz probably has the better slider of all of them, for sure, um, and, and maybe the better fastball. But that's, like, where we're getting at. Like, we're, we're talking about the success of those two, and the success is coming because they're going to come very, very slider heavy, you know, with their fastball. So you talk about like, you know, does he need actually need a third pitch? Well, there's two pitchers right now that are doing very well so far that are more or less relying on two, the slider being the most that they're relying on. Um, you know, Ortiz, I'm sorry, Ortiz. Um, Contreras relies a little bit on like the curveball. Um Vince Velasquez, I think, has the no, no, no. Okay, now I'm looking like an idiot. Velasquez, I think, has the changeup, and then Contreras has the curveball. Yeah, Maybe so Contreras throws fastball, slider, curveball, changeup. So I mean, he doesn't throw the curveball and the changeup too too often, but um, like they have, they they it exists, and like that's kind of where Ortiz is at right now with this changeup. It just kind of it, it exists, yeah. but it's, it's not. Velasquez has the changeup. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's but it's not very um, minimally. Yeah, yeah. So. That's kind of where he's at. Um, another guy to look at as far as bullpen help goes, Carmen Majinski is, you know, has been converted to a full-time reliever in AAA. Um, the walks are a little high to start the year, but you know, just kind of keep an eye on him because 
I mean, when I saw him two years ago, I was like, this guy's probably a future reliever. And I think, I think he could get, he could be a pretty good one. And we saw him impressed in spring training. So yeah, uh, like the guy has, the guy has stuff and he's got back end relief stuff. So keep an eye on Majinski there in AAA. I have a feeling we'll see him at some point this year. And then just to kind of round out the system. Yeah. Just kind of round out the system. Jared Jones, really good start in Altoona. Um, but just placed on the injured list um, yesterday or Sunday. So I don't know if we have any news as to why yet, but Jared Jones on the seven-day IL uh, after a hot start in Altoona. Um, Bubba Chandler's made a few starts in Greensboro. Hasn't looked great. Um, Solomito has made a few starts. Had a couple, like, had, like, one – Really good looking start to start things off, but again, hasn't looked great since then. But he's getting some strikeouts, which you like to see. Hope I hear the velocities up. Um, Po Yu Chen struggling after a few starts. That Greensboro rotation that you know, I think it'll be good, but it is off to a little bit of a rough start. Thomas Harrington, though, looking really good in in uh, in Bradenton. So I uh, I don't know how long they can keep him in Bradenton, to be honest with you. Uh, he was the um. He was the Pirates' compensation pick last year, 36th overall. Um, I would expect he goes to Greensboro relatively quickly. Um, And then another one. um, To that rotation. Yeah, yeah. Kellington also off to a pretty decent start. He's been pitching out of the bullpen, though, for Bradenton. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the rundown there for pitchers. But – I mean, the main guys to keep an eye on are that that Indianapolis rotation with with Priester uh, and Ortiz. Like I said, hopefully, hopefully Burroughs isn't uh, out for the entire season, but it's not looking great for him. Right. Nope, it's not. It must be here. We'll find out. But I'm not looking for the most positive news. <laughs> yeah. How it is right now, Jim. Yeah. All right. Any other pitchers? Or are we uh we done with that? Let's uh let's move on to the Dodger series. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Here's our triple shot. So yeah, Pirates come off of back-to-back sweeps. They sweep the Colorado Rockies four games, they sweep the Cincinnati Reds three games. Coming into this season going to be a big April. They come through 17-6, now facing the Dodgers who, you know, have been beatable. They're hovering around a 500 team. A lot of that has to do with, I don't know what happened nine months ago, Jim. Um, there obviously was a lot of celebrating in the Dodgers clubhouse <laughs> with their significant others, a lot of paternity. Yeah, leaves. I don't know. <laughs> I, th- this is now three Dodgers who have gone on paternity leave in the last, like, week. Or like right. two weeks, like I don't know, like some they had fun. They had they had a lot of fun, you know, <laughs> nine months ago, midsummer, whatever. I, I was trying to line it up. I was like, I was like, was this during like? Because it would have been funny if it like made sense. It was like the All Star break, like everybody, right, right. Everybody right. went home in the All Star break, and now they're all having babies. But it was just like no, I, I don't, I don't understand it. But yeah, they they all the entire Dodgers team got their their significant others pregnant at the same time apparently and 
that's good for the Pirates because the Dodgers are going to be short Max Muncy for this series, who is just on a tear. So there's some good news to start things off. Yeah, that's one of the things. It's like he's been red hot, red hot. This is going to be a mm-hmm. big series for the Pirates. And, you know, I mean, it, it is what it is. You know, it's baseball. It's part of it. I mean, the, the Pirates can be without, <laughs> as Buck and Mike says, Prego Reynolds, mm-hmm. potentially one game as well. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I would rather not have Max Muncy in the lineup right now. And, and here's the opportunity that's probably going to happen. I don't know. We'll find out how many games. But, yeah, I mean, he's been super, super good right now. Just, uh, just killing Christian Ball. He has 11 home runs so far in this, on this season, Jim. 11. Yeah. It was really nice having him. It was really nice having him in fantasy when I kicked your ass last week. That's how I know Max Muncy's doing very well because I got to see it every single day. (laughs) (laughs) No, so yeah, yeah. I mean, they're out with him. Mookie Betts is apparently playing shortstop now. They also, I mean, I don't know if this is a new development, but they, they haven't really announced their probable pitchers for this whole series yet. Um, I know Cindergard is starting tonight, so hopefully the shitty Pirates, quote-unquote, can you know continue their streak and beat him. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, they have um, Urias listed as a probable starter on Thursday, but if you go to MLB.com, they have no – it's just TBD, TBD, so – I'm not sure what they're going to do with their rotation after this, uh, but Johan Oviedo tonight versus Noah Syndergaard. Oviedo has been really, really, really good lately. Um, He's been vintage Syndergaard. You couldn't ask, yeah, you couldn't ask for a better <laughs> way to line up the rotation for the Pirates. Like, I mean, if you're the Pirates and you're facing your, your, yeah, you're facing the Dodgers and you go Oviedo, Contreras, Keller. Those are the guys you want. So, like I said, I'm, I'm excited for this series because I think it's going to be a good measuring stick just to kind of see where we stack up. Like, yeah, the Pirates are four games ahead of the Dodgers in the standings, but let's get real. Like, the Dodgers are still the Dodgers. If the Pirates can take, if the Pirates can take two out of three of these, then that's exciting. Like, that's a big win. That's a big series win. So yeah, it's a it's a fun. You don't really get like super fun early season series, you know, in baseball because it's such a long year. But uh, this is an important series. I feel like it is very important. And like you're saying, the Dodgers are still the Dodgers. I mean, they absolutely are. They're still a top uh, offense in the league. Starting pitching is still the top. Like their their struggle right now is the bullpen. Theirs is being somewhat exposed, and I think their bullpen is like a five point two seven ERA on the year. Something like that. It's 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 bad. That's their struggle. Where the Pirates are able to hide theirs right now. The Dodgers, that's their their lacking point right now. But I mean, yeah, this is still a good offense. It's just loaded with all stars. I mean, Max Muncie says we're gonna be out, but like you still have Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, JD Martinez. I mean, like the list just goes on. These these veterans Will they have Smith. there on the team. And... No, we're not gonna talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> But like then also James Altman is just dominating yeah. right oh now. Oh my god. His James Altman. plate appearances. My god. Like that's their Connor Joe. <laughs> James Altman is playing out of his mind right now. I mean, it's he's what 25-year-old rookie. Um, uh, yep. And yeah, he's got seven homers. He's got a 193 weighted runs created plus. He's basically been the best hitter in the National League. 
up to this Correct. Point. James Altman. James Altman. So, right, like, we already know the faces that are on the team, mm-hmm. and then they just have this guy named James Altman that is their best hitter all of a sudden. So, yeah, <laughs> so yeah like, this is still going to be a tough task. Like, don't just look at the record. I mean, at this point in time, that's why you don't even just look at the Pirates record, obviously, either. At this point in time, that doesn't mean a whole, whole lot, but – this is still a good team, but again, without Max Muncy, it lightens up just a little bit. I mean, that's that's positive news you want to hear if you're the Pirates. Yeah. So congratulations on the sex. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Max Muncy. <laughs> but no, for real. Uh, I yeah. mean, it's like, there's anything that stands out with this team. I mean, do you have any predictions? Pirates going to win this series i don't know if i have any predictions but i mean the thing that that's going that has led to the pirates success so far is the strong starting pitching so you know like i said like i said before this lines up perfectly like they the pirates are putting their best foot forward here in this series the way it's lined up and if they can continue to get solid starting pitching from oviedo Contreras, and keller they're going to be in a good position to win these games. Um, I, I mean, that back end of the bullpen right now for the Pirates is playing really, really well. Uh, it's like, I mean, you saw – we've seen what Bednar's doing this year. We saw what Bednar did last year against the Dodgers. Like, he he seems to kind of step up in big in big, uh, big moments, and hopefully we see some this week because, yeah, it should, it should just be an exciting week of baseball. It's always nice to just – like it, it's it's good to play good teams. Like it's, especially if you can like play with them. So, yeah, I, I agree with Buck and Mike here. The bat, the bats do need to get going. They weren't. They they need to be better this series than they were against the Reds. Like I don't think we can go and win two out of three from the Dodgers without scoring more than four runs in a game. Um. So the bats are gonna have to wake up a little bit. I'm curious to see who the Dodgers kind of put out here for the rest of the series. But this first game. I mean, Syndergaard's hittable. He's not the guy who, who he used to be. So if they can jump on him early, take game one, then you got Contreras and Keller for two and three. And, you know, you just hope to win one of those. Yeah, that's what's big. I mean, Syndergaard mm-hmm. ain't the guy he used to be. I know he went to Dodgers, and Dodgers seem to be able to fix those things. But we'll find out. I mean, he's not having, like, this fantastic season either. It's not like it's, oh, he's back. Um, so, like, tonight is a big possibility. You can come out one nothing. On the Dodgers, it's huge. We, we know they're not going to face Kershaw. I'll tell you that much because he pitched on Sunday. So that's also a big relief. Um, back to your Will Smith. I just want to check up on that. And, yeah, so Dave Roberts says that with the concussion, he's not expected to come back for this current road trip. So there will also be no Will Smith. So, like, you're getting the Dodgers. This is what I talk about. Like, you're getting the Dodgers at a pretty good time. This you is are. the stuff you have to capitalize, right? Like, you say good teams. Like, good teams beat bad teams. When a good team comes in, hurt you know, not all together. You got to take advantage of that and capitalize. So this is the chance that the Pirates could do so. And that would be pretty fantastic. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, yeah. So, you know, they're, they're not getting Kershaw. That's good. There's no Max Muncy potentially for at least, you know, one game that we know of. There's no Will Smith for all of them. It's a pretty opportune time for the Pirates. It is. It is. So, like I said, it should be, it should be an exciting week of baseball. Yeah, let's just let's just have fun watching this team. Let's see if we can keep uh, keep rolling. There you go. All right, so there's the Dodgers for you. 
anything else you want to bring up with them or in general? I don't think so. Let's keep no. this thing going. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. The Dodgers coming in. The Pirates are 16 and 7. Let's have some fun. See you guys later. Tune in today at 2 o'clock. Cody will be on MLB The Show playing to his stream. See if he's any better than the real-life Pirates. I doubt it. There's no way. He's actually not. I think he's he's like hovering around 500 in that game. So terrible. Yeah. How can you not? How can you use the Pirates to not even be good? I don't know. You would think with a team that it's like a cheat code playing with the Pirates. Yeah. But. Seriously. Best team in NL? Come on, Cody. All right, let's get out of here. <clears throat> Thank you all for watching. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. See you guys. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.